Hello everybody, Ben Marcus here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 125-121 win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Riker, whenever we play the Sixers, it seems like we end up taking it home with a game winner, and tonight, Stanley Johnson, let's let's just start it off with this, the spicy PLA of the day, clutch god Stanley Johnson came out and iced this game for the Toronto Raptors with like one second to go. What, ben, what I didn't want. On? I didn't want this game to end. <laughs> this basketball. Picture this. It's a a utopia, a basketball utopia where every time a player c- touches the court, any game, the bench is that hype. Ben, <laughs> it makes it fun to watch when mm. nine forty seven of the fourth quarter hit, and our scrubs, the third or fourth line scrubs, all touch the court. You know, you know what everybody's thinking. Oh no, this this is about to turn unwatchable. And just the passion on the bench, the 76ers and the Raptors starters going back and forth with the celebrations, and then the tightness of it, the spirit of the game came alive, Ben. This was fun. Yeah, no, we we had the deep bench on there the fourth quarter. And that's what we got to talk about first. Usually we go through the the main guys playing the most minutes, the most points, but off the bench, they just came out and played with so much energy, fire, ready to go. And we've been talking about it. They're all trying to earn minutes for the playoffs. And the one guy, obviously, Stanley Johnson, the game winner, we can talk about him after. But the one guy that I think, in my eyes, earned the most amount of minutes and I think cemented maybe potential for a rotation spot, especially in the first round series against the Nets, Chris Boucher. The the couple of opportunities he's got in the bubble, he's been absolutely phenomenal. 19 points, 9 rebounds, a career-high 4 blocks for Chris Boucher, uh, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 6 from the 3-point line. Riker, you know, our issue with Boucher this year, because he's amped up his game, he's amped up his rebounding, his ability to defend. You know, we were worried at the start of the season whether Boucher could really defend inside. That's been not an issue whatsoever, but surprisingly, the one thing he did really well last season the, the three-point shooting, that's been where he struggled this year. But in the bubble, the threes are going down. You know, he's scoring at the rim. He's defending. He's just been playing remarkable in the opportunities he's been given. His form, his shot, his jump shot. We talked about Stanley Johnson maybe having fundamental-looking basketball. <laughs> you talked about his form. It looked like he knew what he was doing. Chris Boucher, he's the opposite end of the spectrum. His shot, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. It looks bad. His shot form is gross. You know, the Larry Bird shot. had something. He's got something all together, Ben. It, it just, but it goes in, hey? And I I was I was unfortunate enough to have to, to watch the 76ers feed tonight due to some technical difficulties at home. And their commentator said... Chris Boucher is deceptively strong. They made that comment, Ben, and that that's not a that's not a the way that I would describe Chris Boucher. But hey, if the opposing <laughs> team is giving him that credit, and you know he's they, making they shots, saw that float photo that was floating around of him before the before the bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to pull the curtain back on the on the truth line that photo after some point, but. Some emphatic blocks tonight, some good shooting. I think he's playing his way into the into the playoff rotation, Ben. He is, Matt Thomas is. I think it seems like Terrence Davis has lost his swagger a little bit, but if we're looking at uh, the last two games for Chris Boucher, they've been spectacular. Yeah, no, most definitely. And, you know, jokes aside with Chris Boucher, he definitely does look bigger on the court. You, de- you definitely can see he's not getting pushed around as much in the – in the paint as he did at times during the course of the year. But even then, his ability to just, his length, 
and positioning and ability to get high does make him a solid rim protector, even with a lack of size, and he gets up for the rebounds, he's hustling, and, you know, you look at him and a guy like Rondo, who struggled dribbling and stuff occasionally tonight, had a couple of missteps, but he played a solid game as well. You know, the he's starting to do the things Rondé does on the court, I guess without the, the passing and a little bit of the mobility, but the ability for him to shoot that three, it's going to make tough decisions for Nick Nurse, obviously, to decide who's going to be that sort of eighth man big that they're going to bring into the games. Well, Ben, what is your thought then? Because they do two different things for the most part. They are coming a bit closer together, or I guess you could say Chris Boucher is bridging the gap, but... Ultimately, playoffs are a little more defensive-oriented. Would you trust Boucher to get out there and rebound, defensive rebounding? He obviously brings the effort on the offensive side, but would you trust him boxing out big physical opponents, or would you still give the maybe the one-up to Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson? I'd have more... Even though Rondé's smaller, I probably would have more faith in Rondé guarding his position and being a rebounding player for that, especially where he's more of a veteran, even though I think Boucher might be older, but he's played more seasons. Rondé's a bit more seasoned in that sort of sense. But I think you got to give Boucher an opportunity because the ceiling as to what Boucher can give you is is much higher than what Rondé, especially what we've seen tonight. You know, his ability to just explode in certain games. And, you know, we brought up in past, past podcasts saying that, oh, maybe he's not in the scouting report. And obviously that's not the case for anyone in these games. But the fact that Rondé can't shoot will really be a detriment to him in the playoffs. But, it, you know, his, his intensity and the ability for him to dribble the ball might be able to make up for that in a little little bit. But I don't know. I think you got to give Boucher an opportunity. If you look at the teams that we're likely going to go up against, Right, the the Brooklyn Nets, they don't have a lot of guys that scare you, even though they have a couple of bigs. But you know, I think you can test things out against the Brooklyn Nets in a playoff atmosphere. And the Boston Celtics, they have a lot of mobile guys, but they don't have a lot of bigs that would really push Boucher out of the way. And we saw on Christmas Day, he balled out out there on on the Boston Celtics. So I don't know. I I, I think you got to give Boucher an opportunity. But it's the same. You could also say though, because Boston is a little bit smaller, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson's game revolves around this relentless attacking of the rim and grabbing those boards that he'd be able to maybe get those offensive rebounds but I mean I guess with the length of Boucher you could you could say the same thing so it's it's interesting and I am curious to see how it plays out of course in that first round that Brooklyn series I'm pretty sure DeAndre Jordan I'm 99% confident could you confirm is not playing yeah he's uh, in the bubble bubble. yeah yeah so he got he was positive for COVID so he he's out well, he could have came back. Obviously, a lot of guys are positive. But anyways, yeah, so he's confirmed he's out. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll definitely see. I, I'm starting to favor Boucher just because of what we said, that, that offense might be there too. And if a guy can play defense, get those blocks, and score, that's something that you want to have out. That That's something that can swing games. But, Ben, I do want to talk about Stanley Johnson. Yesterday, we hounded him. Or two days ago. He played well. He played well in his last game, the breakout game for Stanley, was it? No, no. Remember, the most recent game was the Bucks. Yeah, it was two games ago. We said that the Damari Carroll maybe needs to get renamed, (laughs) and the comment section mainly agreed. Tonight, it almost seemed like it was a bit of a joke. You know, when the the bench, well, when the people that are on the bench, it's typically our starters in our second lineup, when when they're all cheering a game on that really means nothing, you take it for what it is. It's a little bit of 
kind of making fun of the situation, but they're still supporting the guys. And Stanley Johnson, he ultimately gets, as you said at the beginning, that sort of game winner, put back, tossed it up there, close range shot. And he didn't take it in a mocking way. You could see the big smile on his face when he was going back in. That timeout was called. It seemed like it meant a lot to him out there, Ben. Well, the thing about it is, it wasn't because it wasn't a joke. The both teams were actually playing really well. The basketball honestly picked up when the deep bench went went in, which is a really surprising thing. But obviously, this isn't a game that's super important in terms of standing or seating or anything like that. So neither of the starters really took it super intensely from what we saw. Obviously, Norman Powell had a solid game. We'll get to him after, but. When the deep benches were in, that's when the intensity just really ramped up. And that's a real basketball game for these guys. You know, it's a real regular season game. And they played well. There's no denying all the guys off the bench. Boucher, Rondé, Hernandez, who we have to talk about. Matt Thomas down the stretch. He struggled in his first stint. And TD, even though he didn't score that much, did a solid job in getting around. But anyways, Stanley Johnson was playing pretty solid. He made some really nice passes. He had a really clean block. And, you know, he's he did some positive things out there. And you got to give the guy credit, especially where, you you, you know, people have been bagging on because he has struggled really hitting his shots and doing, you know, holding on to the basketball and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's really nice to see a guy like Stanley Johnson, who's had those struggles, be able to get a game-winning shot like this. And, you know, even though it's a deep bench, it was an intense moment. Even with the benches going crazy, you know, teams are playing well. Yeah, well, yeah, this game, it didn't mean anything. So... Whether it was a game winner from Kyle Lowry or Stanley Johnson, the outcome would have been the exact same. And I think that I do want to say before we go into the next player, I was was the seeding already decided for the 76ers before this game? Would they regardless have been playing the Celtics in the first series? I am not 100% sure. But... I, I'm not 100% sure. I know now they are. And if if that wasn't the case, I was kind of rooting for the 76ers to win this game. I wanted them to play in that fifth seed uh, against Miami. And because we know the Celtics will probably win their series. They're going to go on. But I, I'm a little bit worried. I think that the Heat and the Pacers, I don't think the Heat are a surefire thing. And if the 76ers end up beating the Heat, or sorry, if the Indiana Pacers end up beating the Heat, they have no chance against the Bucks. I think I'm still reserving some fragment of hope that the Heat could beat the Bucks, just so we don't have to beat them. And there's the better Giannis to Toronto hopes, Ben. So that was the one thing that I was hoping for this game. But you know what? I'm still happy the, the Raptors went out and got this fun win. See, I really want the Raptors to win this one because the Sixers have played really well against Boston this season. The, the the Celtics really haven't had an answer for Embiid, so I think they're the best matchup out of those three teams, as you brought up the Heat, the Pacers, and the Sixers, to really give the Celtics a run, even though you'd obviously, you'd think the Celtics are going to win, but I think the the Sixers could potentially surprise the Celtics more than any of those teams, and we had this, uh, this sort of conversation in the Miami Heat-Raptors game where I'm a lot higher on the Heat than you are, so I think that I, I agree that it's not a surefire thing they beat the Pacers, but I think they're a lot better matchup, especially with Sabonis out against the Milwaukee Bucks. And they've really played well against the Bucks. And if the Heat are able to beat them, they're the other team sort of going after Giannis. So I, I'd rather them sort of get that shot, get that opportunity. But we can well, talk about standings Well, that's another thing, though. But that's another thing, though. I want to briefly say it yep. before we go back to the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I, I would agree with you that the 76ers do match up well against the Celtics. But I would 100% rather play the Celtics just to make a fun series. 
finally put that rivalry to bed rather than go back and play the 76ers for, you know, a run it back season. Although the, you know, it, it that would be fun in its own right, but I would much rather see the Celtics in the second round. No, nah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see the 76ers. We, I think I'm much Jeez. more confident against the Sixers, right. but that, we can make a whole podcast on that. There's a couple guys we got to talk about. Duan Hernandez, Riker. This guy came in for four minutes. He's had four points on the whole entire season. Obviously been injured before the bubble really occurred. But came out here, splashed a three, got an and one, missed a couple free throws, but knocked down one. Six points, two assists, and four minutes of action. His points per minute, points per 36, are going to go way up after this game. <laughs> he, he's a player, obviously he's not going to get run in the, the playoffs just being so inexperienced, but a rookie and being a rookie, but he was a guy I was really excited about coming into the season, but unfortunately dealt with injuries, but I'm happy we got to see a little flash of what he could do before this season really ended. Yeah, well, I've never really seen him play to to date, so it was interesting mm-hmm. to see him out there, Ben. Yeah, no, I thought I thought he played really well. He's a big, he's energetic, he can knock down threes, so solid, solid game for Duon. Uh, Matt Thomas didn't have the greatest game, plus 14 for the game, though, which is an interesting look. But uh, he, he showed up down the stretch, knocked down a couple threes, so that, that we don't have to dive in too much about Matt Thomas. But a couple guys, we may as well talk about the starters, the guys that are in the playoffs for a little couple couple minutes. Norman Powell, absolutely monstrous game, 17 points, 5-10 from the field. The, looked like it was a... Looked more impressive from the eye test than necessarily the box score, but uh, Lowry also played played a great one. Siakam started off slow, but picked it up at the end. Who on the, who in the starting lineup impressed you, Riker? You know what the <laughs> I don't want to say no one, but this game it wasn't the most. There didn't seem to be a lot on it. The Raptors were kind of coming back from a deficit for the whole game. It it wasn't really the game that I'm gonna put a lot of emphasis on. I liked. Kyle Lowry, when he got hit with that T, he obviously came back. He flopped on a few calls just to get back at the 76ers, it seemed, and was aggressive on a few takes and a few three-point shots. He always responds well when he gets frustrated. That's the guy that I was mainly looking at this game. And Marcus Gasol also being a little bit more aggressive than usual. He usually shows up against Joel Embiid, but, of course, Embiid didn't even play after the second half or after the first half. So it wasn't a real test towards the, you know, the what the potential matchup could be if we do see the uh, the 76ers in the second round. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I would have liked to see Siakam knock down a couple more shots early, but he got his game going after. The free throws were re- really weird, but I was happy to see Norm have another solid, one at solid outing in this one. Kyle Lowry is obviously doing Kyle Lowry things when he plays Philadelphia, so... Yeah, not, not too much you can take away from this from the starters, but still a solid game all around. But let's swing into the segments, Riker. We've already brought it up, the spicy Pele of the day. It's got to go to Stanley Johnson's game winner. But there were some other moments in this one as well. Boucher had a really nasty block on, I forget who it was on the Sixers. And he had Duan, one on Shake Milton, and he had one on uh, Neto that he threw yeah. against the backboard. Yeah, the Boucher, he gets up there for those highlight reel blocks. And Duan Hernandez... I really liked his little shake shimmy and one he had going down the lane. So lots of lots of positive plays in this one, Riker. Yep, I would definitely agree, man. For sure. But not all plays can be the spicy pilay of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, you brought it up. The the OG's got to go to Kyle Lowry. Had a little flop there after after getting teed, teed going. Got a little touch on the back. I don't know. He, he did get pushed from behind, but he, he took a little dive there in this game. 
Well, we got a lot of guys that have personalities on this team, Ben. OG has one of the most fun personalities. Pascal Siakam, Silly, Norman Powell, Mr. Serious. You know, there's some very clear personalities, but Kyle Lowry animated. And he is what he is. He's a complainer. He's uh, he's very vocal to the refs. And it's typical Kyle Lowry fashion. When something doesn't go his way, he retaliates. And uh, tonight it was through a bit of flopping, uh, a little bit of showmanship. And uh, it was entertaining to watch. I don't know. I don't know how pleased the 76ers were with it, though. Yeah, he almost got into I think it was Josh Richardson. He was, they were going back and forth after it. Kyle Lowry seemed to have gotten... To it, into it, into it with basically one person on every team and every game in the bubble. So shout out Kyle Lowry. That's why we love him. He's he's the Raptors goat. But finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award record. Do you have one in mind? I don't know. I you know I think I'm gonna give it to Ben. No, not Ben. <laughs> Joel Embiid. I was thinking Ben Simmons. He's out. But Joel Embiid. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, these are pro-level athletes, and they're big, and they're... That's that's all I could say. They're big. They're playing really hard out there. But there's there's something to be said for getting injured as often as you do. It seems every time I've watched Joel Embiid this season, he goes down with some injury. So either he's made of glass, or he embellishes a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tend towards maybe he's just fragile or he gets in fortunate situations. I don't wanna I don't wanna imply that he you know, he pretends that he's injured or anything like that, but at some point when you are the best guy on your team, you're considered the best center in the NBA and you're going out because a little slap from Marcus Saul? Like you gotta be stronger than that. You know, it's just Marcus Saul, for goodness sake. And it just seems like every time I watch, he, he never right shows up. Well, just Marcus Saul. Do Marcus you know who Saul you're talking about right there? Presence. Do you know who you're talking about there, Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid, just Marcus Saul, Riker. That guy, <laughs> that guy is living in Joel Embiid's head. The Twitter de- detectives, the Twitter conspiracy theorists, say that Joel Embiid just wanted none of Gasol and he wanted out of that game. I'm not saying it's true, but that's what Twitter and Reddit are saying. You know, it's. It's tough. It's tough to do it to Embiid like that. It's tough for him to go up against Marcus after what happened last year. But I don't know. The proof is in the pudding. He had played 14 minutes, had five turnovers, one of four from the field, only five points. Had a few rebounds, but I don't know. I, so you'd agree what, with me. I thought I was getting too controversial. It sounds like you agree with me. I'm just saying what the Twitter conspiracy <laughs> theorists are saying. I'm just the messenger here. You know, I'm not... <laughs> There's something fishy. There's a smell in the air, Ben. It is what it is, and that's why I can't believe you don't want to see the Sixers in the second round. I get for the point of excitement and all that, and we're both confident in either of those teams we play, but even though after that blowout loss to the Celtics, some confidence has been shattered from a lot of people. Both you and I think we can beat either of those teams in the second round, but what Marcus Gasol does to Joel Embiid, I, I just think it's a surefire W, especially this year without Jimmy Butler and Redick. To, to not knock off the Sixers. Well, I don't want a two surefire Ws and then a potential loss in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Raptors can win the NBA championship this year, but I would like to ramp up in intensity so that when the Bucks come, they don't have a 40-point loss one game and get completely demoralized. I want a tough series against one of our bitter rivals in the Celtics and then just completely mentally prepared. Like, I don't know. For the Miami Some, Heat in the conference yeah. finals. 
Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Anyways, you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. The play, the playoffs start Monday, Riker. Oh. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's right around the corner. Anyways, any last words? Uh, man, let's bear down for the playoffs, baby. It's, it's almost here. Cheers. Oh.